So, Straight No Chase of the Podcast. Thank you for tuning in. Another week, we've made it. Um, I'm John. I'm going to go around. But first, we got to tell everybody where we can be found. And please like, share, subscribe, listen to us. Uh, if you know us or you want to ask some questions or something, write us. You know what I'm saying? We're always around. Uh, you could probably text us if you wanted to. We're on Spotify, Instagram, Facebook, Anchor, YouTube, anywhere the YouTube or did I already say YouTube, anywhere the podcasts are, we're there. So like, share, subscribe, straight, no chase of the podcast. I'm John, going to go around. Neil, go ahead and introduce yourself. Or should I say Ox, my bad. Going on, Neil. What's happening? Let's go. Hi, y'all. Um, Rasheem, if you ain't got my math, you can't text me. So don't text him. Facts. Facts. You got to be quiet, Jack. Hit that subscribe button below. All of us, please do that if you're on YouTube. But KG, let's get it popping. Oh. I hear someone's music. I might be Neil. I don't have no music on. I definitely hear something. I hear music too. There's no music playing in my house. That's crazy. I don't have nothing open. I cannot call it. I'm making sure that all my little devices <laughs> turned off. Technology, people. This is technology, internet. We're doing this live. So, you know, it is what it is. We're just trying to get in where we fit in, so to speak. Speaking of getting in where we fit in, I understand we got like a little bit. Are we going to talk about the the uh, left at the house situation first? We want to update the people. That's what we're going to get into first. Hey, you anchor in it. You take us where you want to go. go. All right. So we got... We have a couple updates on situations. Okay, so last week we had a personal story. Okay, so about, yeah, if, that, if that's where we're going. Um, so last week, um, someone shared with me that they had this issue. You know, they was dating somebody. It, it, it doesn't seem like it was an amicable uh, uh, separation. It seems like it might have been a little, little hasty. And 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 my people's left her stuff at this dude's crib. And she's telling me how she's blowing them up, texting them, tr trying to get this stuff back. Uh, first, I, th I mean, texting, I think texting is really a um, passive aggr aggressive way of communicating. If you if he got something you want, call him, you know? But she she was trying to get stuff back and he wasn't hitting her back. And um, she was like, what should I do? After we all gave our advice, if y'all want to know the advice we gave, go back and listen to last um, last week's uh, 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 podcast. Um, I guess she didn't like the advice, or I guess she yeah. got the picture. Because either which way, she came back and told me she just blocked the dude. She just straight up blocked it. So she was like, I, I'm done. I'm not, I ain't gonna worry about this no more. And um, so I guess that's that's the, Cage, you always like updates. That's the update of the situation. She 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 was um, she she was led to to leave that boy alone. Listen, the updates are important. Like, I don't want to be up here wasting time giving people right. advice and not know what the hell they did with it. I mean, it's what we wasting our time for if you don't come back and tell us what you did with the advice. Right, That's, right, right. It makes sense. It makes absolute sense. It's not like we get anonymous people. Somebody on here knows who these people are. Mm -hmm. So, you know, you should get an update. It's not not that, that difficult. It's not hard. It's not hard. You're right. You're right. I get it. So, um, so if y'all out there and y'all want to share and get advice, um, taking Cage's lead, give us some updates because people have come to me and have disappeared in the ether. Um, but let us know 
how you felt about what we shared and what action you took afterwards. Right, right. I'm not, because we're not right all the time. Mm-hmm. Most of the time, but not all the time. I'm trying to think the last time I was wrong, but we'll come back to that. Oh, that was um, just two minutes ago. No. Speaking of wrong, unfortunately, we got to bring this up. Cardi B divorce. Okay, so for those people who don't care, don't know, ain't been listening, whatever, Cardi B, the rapper, is married to uh, one of the Migos, I believe her husband's name, Offset, which is the stupidest rap name of all time, next to Young Thug. But anyway, Cardi B and Offset are married. Now they're not going to be married. So that caused a whole bunch of problems for a whole lot of people. And, you know, we got to kind of unpack this. Do we have any thoughts about young love, people getting divorced early? They were only married for three years. They got one baby. I mean, things don't work. People get divorced. Ish happens. You know what I'm saying? Is that basically where we at with it? You know, when people get married, you know, folks are going into it. Some people go into it with the idea that, you know, this is going to be my forever love. I'm not going to get divorced. I mean, you know, vow, say until death do us part. Somebody got to die. Um, and, 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 and it, that's typically the engine behind giving people chances when they find out that the relationship ain't really going the way they wanted it to go. So when I think about Cardi and Offset getting a divorce, um, she she gave him a chance, you know. It, 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 dude was doing his thing. Um, what does that actually mean, Rashin? Because we might not be, we, we might not know all the terminology. What does doing your thing mean? Dude, dude, dude was being, um, he was cheating. He yes. was being promiscuous. Time out. That happened before they got married, right? I could have sworn it happened. Well, whether it was before they got married or um, maybe my timeline is messed up or after the marriage. Um, I'm building up to this one thing, this one term, this the two, two words, red flag. She had red flags on this dude and she decided to marry him and stay married to him. And I don't know the reason why people get married and they stay married because they, till death do us part. Mm-hmm. But there were red flags and and I guess she's, you know, straw that broke the camel's back and it's time for me to go. And quite honestly, I I would rather her leave the, the cat instead of being in a relationship with him and being thoroughly unhappy, or thoroughly distrustful or not. So, I mean, I applaud her for doing it now, but um, she probably could have saved herself a, a couple of years of her life. I don't know. Mm. Yeah, that's a whole different take than I have. Um, surprising. <laughs> well, I just I get the impression from Rasheen that he's the detrimental person that's in a relationship, and she now has to escape the situation. Well, let me I don't try really to give some background. Let me because KG, hold up, hold up, hold up, hold up. background right now. Give me a second. All right, I don't see it that way. I think they're both culprits in their own demise, the complicit in their own behavior. She enables him, she, they go out, she gets him all kind of exotic people to hang out with him and do different types of things. And they engage in this activity that she endorses. You say exotic people mean like people from, um, I, I don't know, Bora Bora? When you say exotic people, what are you talking about? They, might be, they may be from Bora Bora. I don't know where they're from. They have, they, they have, uh, a certain set of skills. How about that? Okay. 
Hold, hold, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. This is called, the name of our podcast is Straight No Chaser. So now I recognize that our mothers and daughters and whatnot like that are listening, but we got to be clear about what we're saying. We're talking about, you basically alluding to Cardi B bringing in a, another woman, having threesomes. Is that what we're talking about? I'm just trying to be clear. I mean, I don't know if they did that or not, but I, I definitely know that she's, they, they've gone to strip clubs together. Okay. She has gotten strippers for herself, do it for him. So the type of relationship that they have, I can't sit up here and say that, you know, he's the culprit. Um, again, I, I don't, listen, if they want to do that, have fun. If I want to do that with my wife, we're going to have fun too. But that's, that's for us to decide. I don't, I don't know. None of us know the reason. We say I haven't heard the reason of why she filed for divorce. But I, I don't think any of us are surprised that they get in a divorce. I mean, let's be real. I mean, just, I think they would, people get, in my opinion, I think when people are younger, they get married for love. And when they find out love ain't enough, mm. but you got to have more than that, that emotion, then stuff gets real. And when you add a baby to the mix, it gets even realer. Ooh. Y'all tried to clown me two weeks ago when I was talking about to need more than love in a relationship. But I hear you. Keep going. I didn't clown you. No, don't say y'all. <laughs> it's the two people well, I'm on my screen, John and Neil are below us. So those two people were the one that was clowning. I'm with you. Wasn't <laughs> Oh, you think love is always the most important thing. I, I, I can't. I think when you're younger, again, all you got is you ain't got no money. So you can definitely have your emotions. Right now, Cardi B, I would imagine, is a financial breadwinner in their relationship. I'll sit making some cheese, but he ain't making Cardi B money, at least in my, because he got to split it three ways. She's a mm -hmm. solo act. So, you know, and I think she's even asking for alimony, which is ridiculous. And she wants him to pay lawyer fees. Hold on, she, I don't think that's going to happen. She wants custody of the kids. Oh, the kids. They both want custody of the kids. That's that's the meal ticket at this point for both of them, um, but I you know it's unfortunate. I had to see you know people looking at them as a as a as a pedestal for black love because of how authentic they were. I mean, people did. I mean, I, okay. I, know I, did. I have no faith in Cardi B and Offset relationship. Um, so you know I you know I think it's just a unique situation and. Um, it, it will take a very secure man to be with Cardi B, in my opinion, because of what she sells, mm. how she sells it. You have to really be secure in your manhood. No different than Jay-Z, you got to be really secure in his manhood to be with Beyonce. Because she, she's not as, as overt with her sexuality as Cardi B is, but there is some sex appeal that she likes to, to portray to, I think, enhance her likability or, you know, her, her fandom. So I'll say I, I pray for them both. Have good luck. And, and I hear you with that. Um, the only thing that I, I push back on is like, even though she has encouraged a particular type of behavior, um, I'm just going to make an assumption that that there were still guardrails in terms of what their relationship was. That's a like, poor assumption because you don't know. I, I, I'm just going to make that assumption that they were able to determine what they wanted to do with their relationship and that he may have just said, maybe because of the encouragement, and eh, I'm gonna do what I want to do. Huh. Uh, I again, I, I think you, I think you're putting the onus all on him as the person that acted improper. I think that's a, I think that's misguided and unfair to him. Okay. You don't know. It could be her. It could be something. I mean, he can't. He may not even. Be, he may not even afford a lawyer. So right. she just kind of put the plug on it, right? You never know. Those types of things could occur. And I, again, I'm not. I'm not bumping for him. Oh, but I'm just saying we have to be very 
careful not to always say that the black brother is the one is that's causing the friction in the relationship and the black woman has to escape. It can work both ways. Well, see, here's that, that, here, Neil. No, 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 go ahead, Neil. Now I'm about to say, let that woman be, man. That people gonna say something, whether it was three years, five years, 10 years, somebody gonna have something to say. Like our version of love and what their version of love, whether it was love or not, really who cares? She fade, like Ra or somebody said, she finally came to the realization that, yo, I've had enough. I wanna bounce. She didn't try to stay together for the benefit of their daughter. She's like, look, you know, to quote somebody said, uh, the straw that broke the camel's back. You know, so they had a good run. America looked them. America, you know, idolized them or whatever, thought they were a cute couple. She's like, look, I'm done. Just pray for them and hope, you know, that their daughter or the kids involved will still be getting love from all the parents. Divorce, people, people, people fail to realize that I think everything eventually comes to an end. We want to hear the whole happy fairy tale ending. Oh my God, they got married. But we don't know what the problems that happen. We don't know the situation that causes somebody to say, you know what, I'm done. So God bless them. Mm -hmm. I mean, the biggest thing for me is the kids. As long as the kids get the love and the attention that they need, all right, cool. Will Cardi probably marry somebody else in the future? Yeah. Will Offset marry somebody else in the future? Yeah. Because look at all the hate they used to give Bobby and Whitney back in the days. You know, they used to they used to say Bobby was the one that drove mm. Whitney to this, or Whitney was the one that did Bobby to this. But we don't really know. Nobody will really ever know unless you're involved in that. In I think we do know at this point for them yeah, too. I think we know now. With Bobby and Whitney, yes. But uh, but see, one thing that y'all might not know, KG, you might not know this. Um, I know that this is something that Rasheen was talking about. Offset had hoes. Let's just call it what it is. And he was repeatedly caught out there, not just with the hoes, but like they would get on Instagram and they would kind of air things out on social media. It's an embarrassment. And Cardi B's like uh, base, for lack of a better word, is black women. And it didn't look good for her to be married to this dude that's constantly out here, you know, with randoms and nailing strange and, you know, this type of thing. So to me, it makes sense. It's unfortunate, it's sad, but in the end, uh, and we also forget that they're very young. They're not children by any stretch of the imagination, well, but I think both of them is like 25. Well, if he was out there like that, then he, she should she should have been out, so. That's what I'm saying, so is what it is. Here's my one last question for y'all. Should she pay him alimony? She's making the money. Yes, she should. Okay. Yes, she should. I mean, I, it's kind of like the Janae. Uh, <laughs> what's my man, Big Shine? What's the, what's the lady's name that he's with now? Janae Iko. Yeah. So y'all know she was married. They went on tour. So they got the divorce. Now they they've been locked up in love. She got the tattoo. Got it. Got it. Got it covered up. And now they back together again. So it goes both ways, man. That's all I can say. I don't, I don't, I don't think, I don't think uh, she should pay him. I, I, he may not have as much money as she has, but he got royalties. He got residuals. That's not the point. He was with her as she was building her career. That's what everybody says. She was not as big as she was at the beginning. And now she's at the point where she might be arguably the biggest woman rapper on the planet. Cut that man his check. And she should pay him because he fucked up? No, I'm not with that. Hell no. She wants out. 
I'm just going by the same logic. I'm just saying, keep the same energy. If she, she filed for divorce, she filed for the divorce. Yeah. I maybe I'm missing some, but I would imagine. This stuff, why would Dr. Dre's ex-wife or soon-to-be ex-wife get money? Talk about it. She was because she was with him the entire time. He was building. Hold up, hold up. His I, I gotta understand y'all. Hold up, hold up, hold up. What's y'all, Rashim and Neil? What's the logic behind him not getting alimony, but Dr. Dre's ex, soon-to-be ex-wife getting alimony? I, I don't. I don't know how long Dre was with his wife. I think ten years, something like that. More than that. Maybe more than ten. Like, was, was she? I don't know. All right, forget forget that. What about Paul McCartney's Paul McCartney's ex wife? She she was. I think it was there for like a year. I, I'm not with that either. I, I'm saying this 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 is this is what I'm saying. You stuttering right now? Say that again. This is what I'm saying. Offset has his own cheddar. Mm-hmm. He got his own money. He got money that'll continue to come in with his Migos stuff. He's still going to be able to make. He's still going to be well. I was about to say he's still going to be able to tour, but not right now because we've got a dumb president. But he can't tour right now, but he's still got money coming in. He's still getting album sales or streams or whatever. He does not need, like, tip in my mind, alimony is needed because there are expenses that you can no longer cover because you are separated from the breadwinner. Mm-hmm. He still can cover his expenses. That's not the point. His That's the way I'm viewing it. His lifestyle is going to be greatly impacted without her in it. I assure you of that. Bottom line. That's his fault for cheating. That's his dumbass fault. Right. Whether he assume that that's the reason. Okay, I'm saying, if we're going off the assumption that he cheated, you don't get no alimony. Actually, I'm changing my assumption on that. For, my, my mind is making me change my assumption on that, and I'll tell, I'll tell that when we're ready to go into the second part of this. Uh, cut the check is all. I got to say because yeah. he was there from the beginning. I, I want to say he pulled her out. She was a stripper. She was and she got a love and hip hop. Matter of fact, like I think she's. A, I think he helped her get her deal. Talk about it. He, he helped. He helped. Cardi B is signed to the Migos little record label, not their record label, but the record label that they on. So he put her on, cut him his check. Don't All be right. mad at us. That he we just no money. He don't need no money from her, man. That's not the point. It's like, I mean, y'all looking at it like it's a business y'all, transaction. Yeah, it's funny that, it's funny how y'all y'all want it both ways to me in this situation. Now, I think it's very strange. Talk um, about it. I love it. Okay. So here's, find out. here's my creative. Here's my creative juices flowing. Maybe it isn't that that he cheated. Maybe it's that she cheated. Because if if you if you recall, she just did a a, a, a single with Megan Thee Stallion. And then immediately after that single, I don't know if y'all saw it, Megan was on her lives talking about how she, you know, she she wanted the girls to DM her. She didn't want to know she her applications were open for women. And she was specifically said how she liked Spanish women. Maybe something happened between Cardi and Megan. Yeah. And Offset was like, I'm through with you. You're hey, just listen. eating on me. I'm done. But Cardi is the one who filed. Oh, Missy Nash too? Or maybe maybe Cardi, yeah. If Cardi filed, maybe it was Cardi who was like, "Oh, this is what I want to do," and Offset, you you holding me back. But either which way, maybe she the one who stepped out. It's a premature, it's a premature, uh, you know, thing to say. But I, listen, I think I think that's highly feasible, though, right? That's the point, right? You don't you don't right. you don't know enough details. We can speculate all we want. I'm just I'm just not going to condemn this dude to be like he's the asshole that's creating this divorce. He an asshole for asking for alimony, though. He, is. he has not asked for what we don't know anything of what he's doing. And he's it's asking, sad to me. He's asking for a custody of the baby. 
If he gets the baby and he asks for child support, I'm with it. Cut that check. But alimony, I'm like, you don't need it. Alimony. You saw Dr. Dre. Wait a minute. Dr. Dre's soon-to-be ex, she wanted, I think, what, for, for mm -hmm. entertainment and cell phone, like a, like a couple of hundred thousand dollars a month. Mm -hmm. And I'm cool with that. Cut I think check. she's on some monkey balls for that. Cut the check. You said what, Neil? I said she on some bullshit for that, too. I'm with her. Cut the check. Cut the <laughs> check. I'm he with, was I'm with, with him the entire time. She was with him when he was building his career. No, when he wasn't. got that Beats money, yes, she was. She was, Beats. I mean. Beats, yeah. She was the lawyer for death row. She was, she's been down for a minute. So she's been on his team back when he beat D Barnes ass uh, on that rap show. She was on the she team. Yeah. I mean, she was in the, she had a, uh, anyway, she had a stand in an NWA movie. All that to say, she's been down for about 20 years. Get that woman her money, bottom line. Right. If she been there that long, then yes. She helped to, she helped him build that empire that he had. So, I guess the question is at what point in time, because it's I, I feel like you guys have a, a threshold in your mind where alimony is like expected. What's that threshold? Time out. I got one quick question. Let's say you married somebody today. You won the lottery tomorrow. You try to divorce them on Wednesday. Do you think the courts is gonna give them half your lottery money? Yes. Yeah. Damn Skippy, they sure yeah. will. And, and my example, my, my extreme example is Jeff Bezos. Hey, wait, how you just gonna double my question? My question is, what threshold? Jeff Bezos, like his wife was with him from the beginning. When when he was when he when when, when he was doing kooky commercials, and and he was fat with, with he was balding like she was with him from the beginning. Oh, fat mm -hmm. shame that man. But see, you know what? Some shit I just think is that there there, there got to be an exception to certain things because some shit is foul. Because I don't know if you heard about the Tracy Morgan, Tracy Morgan and his wife getting ready to be separated. So now, okay, I get John's analogy or statement about we've been riding together from the beginning. Okay, you might be able to get half of the money that I got through entertainment and comedy, but they were saying that she wanted half of that Walmart settlement. You didn't get hit by that truck. So why are you getting half of that? Who pushed the wheelchair? You don't get half. That's foul. Wait, Come on, wait. Foul, John. I don't know that's if I saw this, but I think Tracy Morgan's wife is a much younger woman who yep. came along a few years ago. Mm -hmm. I, I may be off on that, but I think there should be some scale. Like, take age of, of, of the man or the person who's making the most money, the amount of time that they've had the money, divided by the amount of time that the, the spouse has been in the life. Well, hold up. And then subtract, and then subtract the age of the, of, the, of the age difference between the spouses. You're doing that. Well, hold up, John. You're trying to tell me you really, think, you really think that his wife should get half of that Walmart money. You wasn't in the car with me. That ain't got nothing to do with you. Nah, it actually does have something to do with her. If she was there during the time when he was trying to, co co how do you spell it, uh, coalesce, she had to wipe his ass. She had to give him sponge baths. She had to feed him. She was down. She was there for the, you know, day and night for the last two, three, four, five years. And now she's out. She don't want to be with him no more. You yeah. don't have to cut her a check. That's the bottom that's, line. That's why I think he offset should get alimony. I think Thank everybody you. should be entitled to some type of financial, I guess, uh, severance, so to speak, um, when you end your entanglement. That's right. That's right. Severance pay. This is the type of shit right here that really makes me love the word prenup. Word up. Sometimes it don't matter with the prenup because you can get that thrown out because Dr. Dre got a prenup. 
It don't matter. Because guess who wrote his prenup? <laughs> the woman that he was marrying like an idiot. She was his lawyer. He ain't that smart. Anyway, um, Niecy Nash. KG, you brought up Niecy Nash. I, I really, I love this whole story. To me, it's hilarious. Um, <laughs> Niecy Nash said years ago, she was married. She's been married to a man. She said that the best way to keep a man is giving him a blowjob a day. I thought that was the best relationship advice of all time. It pains me that it didn't work in Nisi's case because she left that man and got with a woman that looks like a man, kind of. So my question here is... You know how much... Never mind. Never mind. Go ahead. What? Never mind. Never mind. I don't know. Um, here's, the, here's the thing. A lot of women are always like, they hate dealing with dudes. It's the ghetto dealing with dudes. They wish that they like women. Why don't you just go get you a woman? Niecy Nash is showing y'all the way. You can do that. It's 2020. Wait, what's your question? Um, why do... I guess I don't have a question. It's more of an observation. It is much more acceptable for women to marry other women. It's acceptable for men to marry men. This is true, but if you left your wife and married a dude, it would not be received all, the same That's way. not happening for me. So well, I'm not saying you. I'm not saying you. I'm saying other people. So what happened is Niecy Nash was married to a man, a husband. You just said that. I'm trying to... Yeah, so that's what I'm saying. Let him talk, Cage. Niecy Nash left her husband and got with a woman. Everybody applauded. Everybody was like, that's wonderful. Love wins. If the genders were reversed, it would not be received the same way. In other words, a man leaving his wife and getting with another man. That's what I'm trying to say. Ain't that what Chris Jenner did? Uh, not whatever that whatever Bruce no, transition. No, because no, Bru, Bru, no, Caitlyn Jenner made it clear <laughs> in an interview um, that that she, that she was not uh, gay. She was not homosexual. As a matter of fact, I think at the time of that interview, she was in a relationship with a woman, which confused me completely. I'm like, so you're trans, you're transgender, you are a woman now, and you, you get with a woman. To me, that makes you a lesbian, right? Uh, but she was clear that she wasn't gay. I guess she was trying to signify that she wasn't into men. Mm. Mm. That, that, that actually makes sense to me. I, I can, I guess. You lived your whole life in your brain as a man. I get it. I, I get it. But I, my thing with the, the Nisi Nash, I get it. The Nisi Nash thing for me, the, the, the pieces that, that stood out for me is that um, you got notoriety telling a whole bunch of women what they needed to do daily to keep their man. Mm -hmm. So for me, the way I viewed it, even when that came out, I'm like, you dumbing down what it really takes to keep a man. And when she said that, I thought to myself, that's all you got to do to keep a man. Keep this man. That's a lie. Yeah, that is a lie. <laughs> that, that's a lie. So I'm, I'm like, don't, don't tell all these women that they need to be doing all these things to keep a man, like there are a lot of things you need to do to keep a man, keep him happy, keep him satisfied, keep him in a relationship, and they're not all sexual. So I, I thought that was I thought that was a disservice. And then now you fast forward, you divorce that dude that you said you had to do all these things with to keep him. So clearly you ain't keeping him. And then like two and a half nights later, you pop up marrying a woman. I was like, that whole that whole thing for me was just like, eh. But hopefully she happy now. Hopefully she got what she want. Hopefully she won't be with this woman for you know three months and then divorce her. You know, it it, it is what it is. 
You think you she think do. the uh the brother and uh Gillum, what's his first name? Oh, Andrew, Andrew Gillum, the uh yeah. the Tallahassee man who's uh, from, from Florida. Do you think that because I'm I'm only, I'm using it because he's he's in kind of a an entanglement of sorts too. Just came out as bisexual, I think is what he said. Yes. Um and John Women did applaud that. That's what they said in public, but I think we all know what was really said on the group chat. I wasn't on the group chat, so I don't know. Oh, here we go. See, this, this is straight no chase. You know I'm not on the group chat, so... I'm not talking about a real specific group chat. I'm talking about, like, the, the generic, cliched group chat. Black women, and I'm, this is very generalized, so everybody that don't fit this, don't email me, it's just my opinion. But I'm just saying, most black women are not very comfortable with a man who likes men. Even if you well, like men half the time. Atlanta was known in Atlanta, allegedly, for like all those years. Huh? Atlanta was known to have dudes that was on the DL, apparently. Okay. Okay. You never heard that before? I have. What's that? I don't know what that got to do with anything, but what? Well, I'm saying like there was a lot of negative stereotypes around like black women saying, you know, I can't really trust what was going on with there black men that was from Atlanta because they would be on the DL. There you go. Exactly. So that's what, what I was getting back to what Rasheen was saying. Ra was like, women was applauding that. I think that's what they said in public. But if uh, Andrew Gillum or what's his name? Brian Gillum or, you know, no, you had it right. Gillum. So if he came up to him and he wasn't married and he tried to holler at him and they knew that he was bi, in reality, that don't really go over too well. But I'm glad that he's living his life and telling his truth and all the and applause to his woman because, whew, wow, that's a lot. That's a lot because I'm sorry, the man was found butt naked, passed out in a room full of other naked men. Um, and he said all he did was drink alcohol. <laughs> no liquor on the planet is gonna make me do that. But hey, whatever. I mean, we already know that's not true. I mean, come on, man. That's what he. What, what's not true? The story. His story was was it was it wasn't a total truth. Oh, I mean, we, that's that's what I'm saying. So, like, number one, this is nobody's business for real. None of none of none of this is nobody's business. But I think he's trying to, um, you know, restart his political career, and it's a very interesting way that he's going about it. Because black people are his base. We are a very conservative people nine times out of ten. So coming out saying that you buy um, is a very interesting way of trying to generate support i don't think it hurts him though and, and like i think the people that are super religious it could impact them but the stereotype at this point is like the choir directors you know some of the i mean i'm going really hard stereotypes not that i believe them at all but you know people look at the choir directors and other people in the church and there's a lot of hypocrisy in the church anyway so mm -hmm. i think at this point he should be good to go like I say as, as a politician, sometimes you got to own it. And if, the more you own your truth, in my opinion, I think the better off you'll be with the people that you're trying to, to represent. Because all of us on this screen here have flaws. We have a lot of things in our past. I'd imagine it could come back out that could hurt us in some way. And um, if confronted, if we own it, I don't see how that can, that can harm you uh, in, a, in, a, in a, like a, a significant way if the people that you love are supporting you. Yeah, if, if anything, he, he, he's going to go up. Like, I think the more that you, you hide it and you lie about it, the more people are like, mm, I can't trust you, I can't believe you. And now we're at a different point in history yeah. where Black folk had traditionally been conservative, 
Um, but now when you look at what's going on in present day, we're getting younger, we're getting more diverse, we're becoming more liberal in thought and action, and people are now way more accepting than we were back in the day. Like our trajectory is really interesting. At one point in time, black people anchored by the church had we were we we were a conserving institution. We conserved each other, we preserved each other, we we kept each other tight because we couldn't go no place else to 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 be black in the world. But then that conserving institution became a conservative institution. And then we started to demonize and damn people for the things that they, you know, for who and what they were. And now mm -hmm. we're in a new age where people are like, listen, the phrase that I keep hearing all the time is, I need to stand in my truth. People are standing in their truth. And I think for Andrew uh, Gillum, he, he, for him to go out there and go on television and talk about this, that is putting him in a position where you got people who are gay, lesbian, transgender, who are sitting now in state houses, mayoral offices, governorships, um, United States Congress, he could yeah. get elected. I think, I, think, I think people can look at him and say, uh, for him, I'd imagine he is very relieved to some extent that this has happened to him and he no longer has to do a lot of work to conceal his lifestyle. Um, he's still married. So, I mean, that's still going to turn some people off I mean, and kind of. I, I, I think the definition of Mary is, is, is whatever they define it. To. If, if, she's, if his wife is cool, whatever he's doing, that's between them two. Right. But it's not because he's an elected official. So kind of he can't. No, what, what, what he does in his bedroom has nothing to do with him being an elected official. Yeah, that's, that's his job. See, y'all, I mean. agree it does, though. In theory, in theory, you're right, but How? in reality, How, Neil? How, Neil? No, I'm just saying, like, I, I, I get the whole thing that we talk about, like, yeah, what you do in your household, but you still might have a lot of voters or supporters that might look at that negatively, you know, and criticize, and that's a lot, that's a lot, that's a lot of stress to deal with on, on, on a daily basis. I mean, it's all in how he's built and how his wife is built, but that's not looked on on a positive note to a, to a lot of people. You haven't asked the question. I'm just saying like. I, I get what you're saying. I, I get what you're saying. I just don't, I don't agree with it. I, I, I don't agree with it. I, I, think, think, I think what you're talking about is more morally speaking, but that has nothing to do with the job description. What I, how I, how you, if, as long as he's not breaking the law, his wife is good with it, and he's doing his job, there should really not be anybody that's upset about it. And I'll add this, even if his wife isn't good with it, if they def decide to, within the confines of their relationship, decide to go separate ways, then that's their decision. So his wife don't even have to be good with it, but allow them to take care of their personal life the way they need to take yeah. care of their personal life. And then no. when he has to go to work, allow him to be whatever he's been elected to be. Now, this is all conjecture because he's not elected to be anything right now. But if people, if he decides to run and people elect him to something, then the, 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 the question's been answered. Yeah, now, unless, unless there's a morality clause and wherever he goes to work. Oh, like Liberty University? Yeah, like people in, in media, they have a morality, a morality clause. Um, so, you know, unless it's something like that, and that's clearly defined as something that he cannot do, then he would have to kind of either not take that job or change his lifestyle. What you were saying, John? You look like you, you definitely going to find out. 
So, okay, we all going to be around here, hopefully. Like I said, I think he's very talented. I think he's very uh, charismatic and all that other good stuff. I totally uh, co-sign Rashim's point that there's a massive amount of people who um, have alternative lifestyles, for the lack of a better word, and will be absolutely very interested in what he's doing, blah, blah, blah. So we, we haven't heard the last of him. He'll be around for a while. So, I mean, um, speaking of things that's around for a while, I think we got to talk about Black Lives Matter. Well, before we get to Black Lives Matter, are we going to talk about the settlement for Breonna Taylor's family? Mm, sure, absolutely. I mean, anybody feel like that's enough money? Do you feel good about it? Do you feel like that's enough? Do the protests need to stop? Oh, no, 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 no. Nope. I don't think there's no money enough to, to, you know, for the loss of a loved one. Mm -hmm. you know? And the biggest thing, I mean, everybody has they. Okay, I'll say it like this: the fact that a, uh, an amount was given for the unjust killing, okay, cool. But the biggest thing for me is I want to focus on the arrest. I'm not focusing on the money. I, I want to know what's up with the charges. What's up with the arrest? That's my thing. The 12 million is nice, cool, okay. Me personally, I wouldn't be celebrating that because it's still this cop or cops are still free. Nothing's happened yet. So I want to see what happens on that end first. All right, let me pose it this way then. Would you rather have the money or would you rather have the cops who killed Breonna Taylor arrested? I'm not accepting that false dichotomy. Mm. <laughs> not accepting it. I'm not accepting. Like I'll I'll say it like this. I I I'm relieved that Tamika Palmer and her family is getting something. I wish that it was way more. Twelve million. You can't put the, you can't put a dollar amount on the value of a life. Or the people who that, live in that area paying for that. But but what I'm what I'm saying is this because I'm I'm back on not accepting that false dichotomy. Um, that is a civil award. That ain't got nothing to do with whether or not those officers are criminally liable. Mm -hmm. And as we see with, with OJ, you could be found innocent of something, but still found guilty in a criminal court and have to pay, I'm sorry, a civil court and have to pay civil damages, even though he was found innocent of killing those people. So there's a, there's a separation between that. Let, let her get that civil money. Okay, fine. But now we got to look to the government. We got to look to the police and be like, they need to be found criminally liable and they need to get charged, arrested and serve time for what they did. Like, so it's not for me. I can't have it either or. Like, I need to see, I need to see both. Because if they were found, let's say they were arrested. Let's say they were arrested the day after it happened. They was charged. They went to jail. Then my look to the, to the government would be like, now how are we going to pay their family for the loss of their child? So I'm looking for both things to happen. I don't disagree with that. My question still remains, even though you don't accept it, which would you prefer to happen? The money? Like first, the money or the arrest? First? For me, be the arrest. First? I want them arrested. I want them dead. Okay. If, it's a tough question. If, if, I would want, if it was first, I would want the family to get hit off. Pay the family. Because you might, they may not get arrested. 
because they man exactly and and I, I wholeheartedly believe this i heard this years ago and I, i've repeated it ever since money is not the most important thing in the world but it's certainly up there with oxygen this is so, so if they got to live their life without their child let them live it with with a little bit of, a little bit of change in their pocket so I, i'm kind of with you know i had this discussion you know privately a few days ago and my initial reaction was I don't want the money. They need to go to jail. They need to be held accountable. And the conversation was, and my, my point was, the money only helps that one family. It doesn't help the greater community. It doesn't help me when I can't breathe shirt of the people that are also continually you know, impacted by police brutality, the unarmed killing of people of color. That doesn't help solve that. The arrest and prosecution of people who killed this woman that sends a greater message, in my opinion, than a civil suit that settled, that'll be paid by people who pay taxes in that area, not by the police themselves. If it was coming from their pension, I would feel a little bit differently, but they, there's, no, there's no real impact to those people that have been involved um, at this point. And understand, to your point, Neil, they asked for probably $25 million. The city probably started down here and they negotiated to 12. They didn't even start at 12 and just like, oh, you know, I give you $12 million. You know what I mean? So it's a, it's a pretty game, the, my friend. At the, out to 12, the lawyer gets what, what, 33%? So now we're down about what, eight? Then you got to take out taxes. So now we're down about four. Well, you also had, I think, John, a few a few episodes ago, you had some, some I guess, some choice words for Ben Crump. Again, this is his his law firm that. that Somehow he gets all these cases. Yeah. He's a civil rights attorney. Is there only one? It's not Lee Lee Lee, uh, Lee Merritt. He's he's one. He's, it's a couple of them out there. I I I I I have been critical of Crump, um, but he he kind of changed me when I saw him actually jump in there and actually get the work done, and when I saw him at, um, advocate on behalf of the families he was representing. Um, he's good. He he did it in a way that I I felt like he was he was the right person at the right time to do that advocacy. Whether or not I would want him to try a case for me is something completely different. But if I wanted to have someone at the, the mic and podium to push and advance the narrative of my life and, and what my death might might have meant in the grand scheme of things, I, I would I would definitely see mm -hmm. I'd be comfortable with Ben Ben Crump up in there. Um yeah. I mean, KG, you said, do you want the settlement or do you want the police who did it arrested? I feel like kind of what Ra was saying. Like, by all means, if the in other words, people was mad. Like, I couldn't take the money. I wouldn't do this. I wouldn't do that. If the family is okay with it and they've signed off on everything, who are we to be outside being like, no, y'all can't take the money? That sounds stupid. So, yes, family, then you got your money. That's what it is. But the, um, I don't know what you would say, the uh, ability to make the police stop doing what they're doing, uh, clearly you could pay money all day long. These settlements been going on forever. That's not going to keep police from doing what they're doing. So we need to move along to a, another phase or do another thing. And we've discussed that ad nauseum. So, you know. My only issue is the brother that was in the, in the room with her, you don't hear anything about his settlement. He was traumatized too. So he's going to get 12 million, but he should get something. I'm really confused. And I, and I haven't done enough reading about this whole situation, but I know that the, the, the boyfriend that she was with uh, had a legal weapon 
the police, I guess, busted in and started, and he shot at them because he somebody busted into his house. So he fired a shot. There's a, a fusillade of shots back at him, and somehow only she gets hit. He didn't even get shot. How did that even happen? He got hit in the leg or something. He did get shot. I don't know. That's what I'm saying. I don't know. Maybe he did. Yeah, yeah he, he, got, he, he got shot. He got shot. Um, it sucks. It does. And, and, and you know what? He's probably going to be asking himself that question for the rest of his life. Mm-hmm. You know, how, how is it that she got all these bullets and I only got, you know, what I got and I'm still here? You know, they, there may be some survivor's remorse that goes along with that. Oh, definitely. Um, but, but I mean, like what else? If, if you're legally, and that's the thing, that's the catch-22. If you, you are legally carrying and someone breaks in your door with a no-knock warrant looking for some drug dealer that's halfway across town. Already in custody. Yep. Of course he gonna shoot. I'm surprised he's alive to tell the tale because normally she's dead and you dead, but you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What y'all think about the cops that got killed and uh, shot at in LA? Hmm. I, didn't, I didn't see anything on that. Again, All right, so, I haven't been following yeah, that. Yeah, it's a, it's a silly, it's a it's a wild one. So street justice. <laughs> it was um, it was two cops, male and female, sitting inside their truck or something like that. Somebody walks up to them in the mask and just start busting on them. They both survive. The oh, the L.A. sheriffs. Yeah. The guy who had the the woman was putting a tourniquet on his arm, even though she got shot in the face and was bleeding all over the place. I didn't see the video. You know, I watched those videos, but you know, I do. Yeah, so the, the they survived, and now the uh, the sheriff's department is offering I think a hundred thousand dollar you know hundred and fifty hundred fifty they upped it one fifty reward to identify the person that was responsible uh, the whoever the the head sheriff I forget what you call him but they're asked they was kind of taunting LeBron James to to say something on behalf or as an advocate for the sheriff's being the shot and. It's been cricket, so it's interesting. Yeah, his his. I did see that on the news. He was talking about that pretty much. You know, LeBron and folks alike pushed this narrative that um, connected the Black Lives Matter. Of course, that there's this contentious relationship between cops and and um, the black community. And what he's trying to do is counter that narrative and be like, that doesn't exist. That's not real. Um, that's a false narrative. And I need LeBron to come on out. And, and support this just like he supports that, and I'm like, well, you you can't tell a man what to support. I mean, that's well, not your role. I think it'd be different if he came out and condemned the unarmed killing of other people by police. You can't have it only one way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. right. No, yeah, he's saying that 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 that's that's not really an issue. It's just a few bad apples. Mm-hmm. That's why he can't condemn the, the unarmed killing of police. It's just something that happens. That's terrible. But we got all these good cops out there. We're getting gunned down. And you know the 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 um the side story on that is that there has been gang involvement with the L.A. Right. Sheriff Department. Yeah, I wanted to talk about that. And, and and that this was a retaliation hit on those two cops. And he was he was going like, no, there's no gang affiliation in 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 the sheriff's department. Da 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 da. Yeah, that. Yeah, I saw that. If anything, we've learned this year is you can't trust the word of the government officials. You can't trust the word of the police. I don't even know. I don't know who you can really go to. Look like you can trust. You can't trust preachers. 
and I'm, I'm, I'm speaking very broadly, right? There's, there, people lie, cheat, steal, do everything, man. So it's hard to figure out who you can trust. And as, as a, if you're a citizen looking at these elected officials, these people in these positions of authority, and you got this dude 45 in the office who lies constantly, I think it just, it just, you can, I, I can understand why people feel bleak. Unless you are financially just doing good, then everything that's happening around you has to have some level, some type of impact on you psychologically. You just can't trust what's going on. Right. I mean, this whole thing with like social media and you can't really vet, we, we all get so much input and information from social media, but very few of us actually uh, see where it's coming from or delve into it and verify it. We just kind of read it, hear it, see it, and run with it. And I think that that has contributed to the um, mistrust that you was talking about, Kiltrick, because it is true. I mean, all, all of our little uh, community pillars like the church, we don't really go there. We don't trust it. The government, we don't trust the government. We don't trust the police. Our parents was on crack. I mean, it's like, damn, son, it's, it's all jacked up. The, the literal environment is trying to kill us. I mean, it's, it's a bad situation. So um, there are a couple places we can go because we were going to touch on that, that the Black Lives Matter piece. And it, you talked about social media and we still want to touch on social media. So let's start at the, since we're still closest to what was going on with Breonna Taylor and the cop and his reaction, um, I want us to, to, to talk about for a split second, there's this dialogue that's been out there for a minute. And, and people have been saying, how can Black Lives Matter when you take into consideration all this black on black crime that's going on? Mm -hmm. and, and some folks are straight up like, yeah, like, yeah, Black Lives Matter, stop, stop killing babies in the street. Do you feel like that's a, a justifiable question? No, absolutely not. How come? Well, it's not black on black crime, it's just crime. And no matter where you go, if you're in a community, you're going to have So, um, I don't know what you way crimes against people of their own skin color. You don't, you don't hear Hispanic on Hispanic crime. You don't hear white on white crime. You only happen to hear black on black crime because it, it, it helps support the narrative. And the narrative is what well, they're doing it to themselves. Well, yeah, people do kill the people, other people that they, they know. Like it's, 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 that's not, I think it's a, it's a dumb argument in my opinion. It has nothing to do with Black Lives Matter as it, as it pertains to what another group of people who are supposed to protect and serve, um, you know, and govern over you or with you, through you, whatever. And they, they, they hold you down and it, it would, you know, with a knee on your neck. That's not, that's not ideal. So I think that's a dumb, a dumb argument. I mean, basically, it's it's false because people will say, well, you know, if Black Lives Matter, why isn't the Black Lives, the 50 billion people that were shot in Chicago, Baltimore, Detroit, or whatever, why don't they matter? And it's so stupid because they do matter. There are people in those communities that have been active and trying to, you know, reduce violence and, you know, keep people from killing each other forever in Baltimore, Chicago, and you name it, but nobody pays any attention to them until it can be used to kind of take uh, focus away from this other situation. So 
if the only time you mentioning so-called black on black crime is when it's in conjunction or you trying to you know take away uh focus and energy from police brutality you don't give a damn about black on black crime there's plenty of people that is concerned about black on black crime but you don't never pay no attention to them i could run down the list in, in dc what's my man um i can't even think of uh, peacemakers or peace something that was like a go-go band or some shit and they would do go-go concerts in berry farms to give kids something to do you know what i'm saying people do all kinds of stuff like that but in reality the people who say that type of stuff don't really care that much about black on black crime they want people to stop talking so much about blue on black crime so it's whatever it's so stupid people are dumb yeah and 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 then you once again like i said you can't tell people like the sheriff shouldn't tell lebron what to say um Black Lives Matter has its platform. You know, they have the things that they are addressing. We shouldn't just say you need to address X, Y, and Z along with all the other stuff you are. They're taking care of what they're taking care of. We got community advocates taking care of violence that we have in our communities. Um, now, on the flip side, like I wouldn't label, I wouldn't say with every spat of, of Black violence, we need to throw Black Lives Matter on it. I wouldn't say that. You don't just slap that label on them. Um, I would also say not with every spat of violence against Black people, we need to throw Black Lives Matter on it. And I'll give an example. Um, Pookie running down the street, he got a, a automatic rifle. He raises it at someone, like a white man, a cop or whatever, raises out and gets shot because he raises the automatic rifle, which could have been unloaded. Mm -hmm. I don't know what it is a trigger, man. I'm not going to look at that and be like, pookie, 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 Black Lives Matter. Mm -mm. But we have some people who would say in any situation yeah. that it needs to be Black Lives Matter. Correct. Black lives do matter. Every Black life matter. Black lives are people who are caught in a hustle in the game, can't get out, who've been victims of um, oppression, systematic racism, um, poverty, every black life matter. But at the same time, I'm looking at it like you pointed a gun at somebody. Why? Okay, see, here's my thing. Uh, you kind of described a situation that happened here recently in uh, DC, KG. You probably don't know about this. I can't remember what the young man's name was. 18 year old kid in Southeast and he was in a car with some other kids and the police were called. The police ran up to him. He, he is out of the car and they released the, uh, the uh, camera footage. So we I see saw it. I saw that, yeah. So the kid, the, the cop is coming to him. The kid is, uh, has a gun in his hand. He's raising the gun up and he's throwing it. Now the cop draws down on him and kills him. Um, and then immediately goes to look for the gun that he threw. So he saw that the boy threw the gun, or he, or in that split second, he saw the gun, he saw the arm going up, he started shooting, and he just, the, the cop just did what he had to do. Here's my point. In that situation, the young man was the amateur. He does not have training. He doesn't have the rules. He doesn't have, you know, all the, assumingly, uh, tests and, you know, uh, background to right. know what he should be doing in that situation. The the police officer is the professional. He did something. He made a decision that 
cost this kid his life. Now, everybody says, okay, you Monday morning quarterbacking, because what if the kid pulled the gun up and started shooting at it? What if he did? Again, you're still the professional. And everybody's like, well, you know, the police want to go home. All they want to do is go home at the end of their shift. Don't we all want to go home? Why do you get to be the only motherfucker that gets to go home? Can't we all go home? So here's my point. Yes, when there is a police shooting, an instance of police brutality, I fully hold police to a totally different uh, level of professionalism because that's literally your damn job. If you are so afraid of interacting with the public that you uh, that your initial response to violence is even more violence, you're not the kind of police officer that we need in 2020. So for yeah. me, yeah, get your ass up out of here. Yeah, I'm with you. If 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 you are if you are so fearful as a cop, I feared for my life. I shot him 50 times. Yeah, makes no damn sense to me. But that that video you're talking about, I did see that, and I I didn't see the the beyond the shooting. So I didn't see him go look for a a firearm that got tossed. Mm. I did see the kid raise the gun while he was running. He was running at the same time. Mm -hmm. Anyone who has fired a gun knows that is not the easiest thing in the world to shoot somebody while they're in motion. Mm-hmm. With, a, with, with, with a handgun. And what I saw in, in the body cam footage, he drew and it was one shot while the kid was running. I don't know if that cop even knew where he was hitting him. That's a problem. I, I, and I don't necessarily know if it's a problem. Yeah. One shot, he wasn't bang, 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 bang. It was like pop, the kid dropped and said, ah. And it looked like he went to his side and held his side and then the video stopped for me so i'm 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 torn on that one i'm just gonna say i'm torn on that one i think that there are there are far more obvious examples and then there are other examples that's gonna make me sit back and think and be like is that just someone doing a job i don't know just 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 so that i could follow up because it sounds just interesting did the young man die from that or was he he oh he died that one shot. That one shot. And his family is very uh, active in the community and so on and so forth. So it's not like, in my opinion, he made a terrible decision, the young man. Um, I think that he probably panicked in that split second and made a really bad decision. And that's exactly why you as a professional law enforcement officer have to be, should that kid, that kid should have been charged with having a handgun. He should have been arrested. All of the above, I'm not, I have no problem with that. But when you uh, make a decision to take somebody's life and it turns out that they was trying to throw the gun away or run away or whatever it is, no, sir, you got to pay a price for that. The sad thing is you can't prove that after you've taken a life. That's the sad thing. If the gun, in other words, if the gun was in his hand and he got shot, boom, the gun's still going to be laying right there. But he was trying to throw the gun away from. This eliminates the trial. Like I, I remember, I remember being in high school and asking an officer or somebody, "Why don't y'all, you know, why don't y'all shoot to hurt as opposed to shoot to kill?" That's Hollywood. No, no, no. This is not Hollywood. I'm talking about real life police people. But I mean, shooting to hurt is Hollywood. Yeah, and, and, and in essence, I think Rob, you said this a couple of episodes ago, and I even heard this, you know, from several people. Better to be tried by six than carried by six. I'm tried by twelve, carried by than carried by six. Yeah, I didn't. I hadn't. I hadn't said that. You you probably heard it elsewhere. I I wouldn't say that because yeah. I, 
I would rather, I would, on John's side, I would rather try to de-escalate the situation so that nobody has to. Well, I, I hear what you, I'm saying, the mentality of a lot of police officers is that I would rather be in court than be buried. Yep. As opposed to being buried, I am going to, to de-escalate in my own way by killing you. I'm going to neutralize this threat. Mm-hmm. And I think that, to John's point, you see cops have the ability to de-escalate in certain situations, even when in life-threatening situations. With white folks. Exactly. But you, 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 you see less of those types of that restraint or that discipline being displayed when it, when it deals with you know, people of color particularly black people. Um, and we gotta, either we gotta figure out how to create our own police department so they, they know how to police the hood better, differently. I do think we need law enforcement. I just don't, I don't like how it's done right now. Oh man, there's so many um, fixes that would help law enforcement. But I mean, we also, it, it's a very complex situation because law enforcement and the criminal justice system and prisons all work in conjunction with one another and that starts going into like political power and stuff because you got the prisons that are off in the boondocks of the state that's the major employer in that county that's the major employer in that part of the state um they want to count them prisoners as the population but they don't want to they want to keep that money coming they need more prisoners so it it goes deep what do y'all think about people in California using prisoners to fight the, the fires. Oh. Um, what I, it, it, like a mug. I just, I just read that briefly. And I think it was like prisoners who were either close to getting out or who had just recently gotten out and, and it was paying them like nothing. They weren't doing it for free, but it might as well have been free. It's crazy to me. Because they they get they getting paid nothing, and once again, it's one of those things that's just not a simple right. Because would I rather them still sitting in jail? The prisoners would be like, "I'll go fight some fires if I get to see some fresh air." In the areas, fresh air, they ain't nowhere near fresh. I but, would dare say that they'd be like, "I'd rather be out there breathing in, in the smog than and, stuck in here." And if I remember it right, they're also there. It's a group that's a part of a like fire training, like fighting, firefighting, and they're being trained to do that. Mm. And it might be because that's just a serious climate issue on the West Coast. So, if, and it may be no different than, you know, people in jail learning how to code mm-hmm. and, and, and doing information technology and they, as they get close to getting out, getting out and getting a job in information technology, the big difference is they'll get paid way more. Oh. Not being, not, I feel like these guys are guinea pigs. These guys and ladies are guinea pigs. In the situation, and they run out of out of resources, so they use they leveraging these people to fill in the gap. They're they're a stopgap in a bigger issue. Mm-hmm. I, I'm hoping that that they don't lose their lives, and that 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 can be an opportunity that's used for them to gain an additional skill that they can they they can mm-hmm. flip into a job once these fires have come and gone. I guess the only I'm trying to look at that as positively as possible. Like I know. All of the stuff that went into getting them in in jail. Like we got a lot of people who've been wrongfully committed, uh, uh, convicted of crimes. We got people who were convicted of crimes that didn't even happen sitting in jail. And I, I just came across everyone's talking about um, qualified immunity for cops. 
and I didn't even think about it until I came across this the other day, that there is something called absolute immunity for prosecutors. Mm -hmm. So you got prosecutors who, who can never be held accountable for sending people to jail who shouldn't have been, been sent to jail. So now these are people who are filling those, those cells. And if they have an opportunity to get out, I don't know. I'm torn with that. Wait, but hold up. Because, I mean, I looked at it from a different perspective. I don't know based on what you said, Rob. Did you say there's a that they were trained for that? Because, like, when you say taking the inmates, this is just inmates and you don't know nothing about fire training and they just throwing you out there. You said something about training. I believe I read something about training. I, I hate to pick on Pookie. I don't think they just took Pookie from Cell Block D and was like, you know, here's a water hose, go. Okay. <laughs> and that, that's the thing that I'm saying. That's what changes my perspective to a degree. Yes, it's foul that you're not getting paid or whatever the case. But if you have some training and those fires, I'm sure, are devastating. They probably need all the manpower they can get. Mm -hmm. I look at it from that positive juncture of like, okay, y'all are getting trained to do this. Maybe you're trying to get into a cadet program or something. The fire department desperately needs help. Go on out and help if you already have training for this. In that mm -hmm. aspect, I'm like, that's that. I think that's all right. I mean, I feel like they was like, you can stay in the prison. Uh, I read somewhere that something like five million acres of just some crazy ass number. Fire is crazy right now. Like, I, I, I'm trying to, I wonder how many acres is in California, you know, Oregon, Washington or whatever. But I mean. And, and the thing I just read was that um, uh, the governor, Gavin Newsom, um, signed a bill that will expunge the records so that would allow them to go on and get jobs as firefighters. Oh, most definitely then. I definitely think that's all right then. Hey, John, there's 104 million acres in California. 104 million and something like 5 million have been burnt or something like And it seems like this happens like every year, although these are the worst. These are the worst, worst. But it seems like it's like a million every year. This, the climate change is real, man. You know, you got these hurricanes. They about to run out the letters of the alphabet for the hurricanes this season for the first time in, I think, the second time in history. But um, this one right here hit a little different. Because didn't you say, Keltrick, on the last show, did this this fire got started? How did this fire get started? One of them got started from people doing the gender reveal party. Right. And then the one, there was one in Oregon. It was just someone that was just lighting fires. And they got arrested. For, two people got arrested. They just running around lighting fires. We're mm. crazy. So crazy. Um, what about that social dilemma, y'all? Y'all watch that? Yes. Yeah. So John, you want to give people like a synopsis of it? Okay. So real quick, internet, you need to check out. First of all, while we're on the internet, straight no chase of the podcast. Like, share, subscribe, Spotify, Instagram, Anchor, YouTube, we're everywhere. Holla at us. So Social Dilemma is a uh, documentary on Netflix. And basically, it talks about all the different social media networks and how they operate the algorithms and kind of like how they come about and why they are so um, intrusive into people's lives. You know what I'm saying? And why is it that you can't seem to put your damn phone down? How you they know? hold your interest. And they hold your interest. And it's very interesting. So people out there, Social Dilemma on Netflix, check this out. But I found it to be fascinating. Um, it boggles my mind that I could have found 
uh, Zuckerberg's bitch ass in, in 2011 and gotten some piece of Facebook if I had any kind of idea, but I didn't. Um, it, 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 this is the world that we in now. It's like, it's too late to put the toothpaste back in the tube. So like one of the dudes on the show was like, you know, how do we fix this? He was like, we can't fix it. It's, it's over. You know what I'm saying? This is what it is now. All we can do is try to, to send it in another direction, but it's, it's here now. You don't put the genie back in the bottle. I didn't get that impression. The impression I got was more you can have to be very deliberate and, and limit yourself to social media. And they were, they were also, um, I don't know if you want to, well, lack of better words, laughing at society's inability to discipline themselves. I guess kind of follow what you're saying. Discipline, <laughs> they know certain people, you know, they, the, the part that caught me the most is when they were like, they'll study your habits and your routine. So if you like a particular thing, that's all the feed and stream that you're going to continuously get. And it's just weird. And the other aspect was about how they're able to disassociate if we're all living in four different regions, but we look up a specific title, the title will come up differently for all four of us. And I'm just like, yo, that's manipulation. And it's highest right there for me. Yeah, and that's what they were saying. It was all, it's, it's a lot, it's um, behavior modification. Right. They want us to modify the way we behave so that it, it, so that the people who pay them, the advertisers can make money. They're not doing it for the hell of it. They're doing it so that they that their business can grow and develop. And the only way their business grows and develops is if they get more users to use their platforms. The 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 um biggest the line that hit me the most was when it was a quote that said the um that flashed on the screen. It said the only industry that that refer only industry something along the line. Only, I'm paraphrasing. The only industries that refer to its customers as users is social media and the legal drug industry. Mm. And I was sitting there like, yeah. because the whole thing is built on addiction. Like they want us addicted to to you know that that chime that notification. While I'm saying this, I, I want the notification to go off on y'all phones that Straight No Chase has dropped a new <laughs> podcast. And right. you know, jump to go watch it. So it's a double-edged sword. Like I want y'all watching the podcast. I want y'all listening to the to the to, to Spotify, Apple um podcast or watch it on YouTube, but but not to be addicted. You know what I'm saying? Because that's and the addiction solely is not for the benefit of the company to say we got so many millions to billions of people addicted. It's solely so people can get rich. Mm-hmm. And that's the thing that got me. I yeah. mean, y'all know I've been on my, like I, I'm off of Facebook. I've been off of that for probably about three years at this point. And um, I got off of IG for probably about two years, got back into it this year, really kind of heavy with COVID. I'm about to fade to black on that joint again too. And I, you know, I definitely can, in my own life, I can see how addictive social media can be. It's just the phone. Like my phone, people know me, my phone is not very far behind. Like it's just, but we're together. <laughs> and, and we are. I mean, I know Neil ain't really like that. He used to not be, but I think you probably more with your phone and more than you used to be before too. It's, it definitely has a- Right here, right now. Yeah, it has a unique impact. You know what I'm saying? And I had to be very intentional. Like when I put my daughter to bed to leave my phone downstairs. 
um, we go outside, you know, leave my phone in the house. So just, I think the phone is a, it's a problem, man. You know, I remember we had pagers and those were, you know, temporary, but. But, but is it possible to not throw the baby out with the bathwater? Is it possible to be able to use your phone for the positive and the benefits that, that come with it, but then just put it down when you don't need to use it and be like, my phone is regimented, so it doesn't run my life. Cause, I, cause when you look at the um, social dilemma, a lot of them was like, I, I'm not doing this no more, it's evil. Others was just like, I just regimented. Like no one can, no one in my household could be on their phone after a certain time. But yeah, I, I got that the, even the people who designed the software, like even they had problems and they knew what the effect was supposed to be, the intention of it was. So I, it's, a, it's, a, it's a dangerous, it's, it's kind of like, I guess, uh, that's not a good analogy, but I, I, I think it's just, it's very difficult. Like, I think it's very difficult. So I, I think you kind of got to throw the bath and the baby out at the same time. The discipline got to be real. Cause I forgot the gentleman, I don't know whether he was Google or somebody, but I don't know if you remember the gentleman that said it got to a point and I could relate it to myself. It got to a point where it was so addicting, whether you're doing games or whatever you're looking at. Whereas before you go to sleep, it's like, yo, let me either play a game or look at a news feed or something right before I go to sleep. And I'm just like, damn, that was me. Like I go to bed at whatever time. And I'm just like, the last thing I do, I could read a book. I could be meditating, praying or whatever. The last thing I'm at, at the screen and the screen yes. is right there next to my bed that's the last thing i look at before i go to sleep and i'm like damn or mm -hmm. like or like the family where they had the family where they're like because i co correlate that to my daughter sometimes where you have meal time where you're together and it's like the phone is right next to them and when she put it in that time lock and the daughter got crazy she couldn't even do it she had to go and break it i'm like it's really that serious like, think about it right now. If I was to throw this out to you, aside from, you know, family, whatever, do you think y'all could put your phones away for, like, a week and not look at it? No. Yeah, it would be tough. That would be tough. But I, I tell you this, if you put it in a time lock container, I'm not breaking the time lock container. <laughs> I, I think that was just extra. I, I'm not. No, from a teenage, but think about it. From a teenage perspective, that's probably not extra. That's how they feel. Because remember the son, when they heard the chime, he was like, can I just look at it to see what the message was? It's that yeah, real for the teenagers. I got a three-year-old, as y'all know, and she has iPad time. Cut the TV off, like she's watching TV, it's easy to kind of get off the TV. Just cut the TV off and there's no, no noise. iPad, when it's time to let that thing go, most times, <laughs> it's a problem. It's a problem. Yeah, yeah. I'm the exact opposite. I'm. Uh, we are very much plugged in. I feel like social media has supplanted the church for black people. It's kind of like where we congregate, where we socialize and where our culture is kind of transmitted to one another. Um, I don't see no, I mean, I do definitely see how it can be a negative. Anything can be a negative. Too much of anything can be a bad thing. But at the same time, like, um, it is all in how you use it. So, uh, I used to listen to a lot of music. I still listen to a lot of music. I love to read books and everything like that. But rather than having my case of CDs and my bookcase full of books, I got everything that I need right here on my phone. I can contact everybody that matters to me. I can send them a quick message. I, you know, everything. It's, it's, a, it's really an amazing, you know, invention. And it's sad that it is so 
misused by so many people, but I think it depends on the individuals and it's all in, you know, how you use the uh, technology. I'm not- But uh, isn't it a way, if you think about it from that perspective, I just had a, like a different perspective on it. If you're going back to like how we said the founders in their, let's say diabolical plan, isn't that one of the things that they, you think they probably thought of? Like, let's put everything that's important to John or whoever, mm-hmm. all his phone contacts in here. Like, I, prime example, if you were to lose your phone now, would you be able to uh, rotary dial, old school phone, five numbers? Um, probably not. My, myself, my ex-wife, my mother's, and maybe my best friend. That's about it. But think about now when you were a teenager and all you had was the rotary phone, I'm sure you either had some numbers written down or you do them all in your head. But see, it's like, y'all remember back in the day, we are the generation that remembers everything from before the internet and after the internet and everything else. But like back in the day, when you was trying to meet up with somebody before cell phones, before pages and whatnot, you had to really talk to that person and be like, look, I'm gonna park right here under this sign. I'm gonna be at this corner of the bar. And if y'all somehow missed each other, that was it. Cause it's a wrap. But that doesn't address what, what Neil just brought up though. What, but the. the uh, you oversimplifying it, Neil. The, the thing was back then, we all had phone books where you wrote people's phone numbers in, like what they call a phone book on our phone and a phone book. It comes from us having a phone book. And the like way the brain the operates, the people that you, that you keep, hold on, the people who keep in your life, you keep dialing their number. And the way the brain operates, you dial it enough, you remember it. You know, So that's why we were able to always have a number, remember a number, who it belonged to, and dial it. Now, all we have to do is scroll for a name. Sometimes we don't even do that. We just hit, you know, return call, you know, go to our our log and whoever was the recent call log, hit that person. So our brain isn't being operated and and worked out in the way that it used to work out. We had to write a number down, look at it, dial it every time you wanted to call somebody. Mm -hmm. My man Tommy from uh, from Martin GTD in his his, uh, black book. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I didn't really watch Martin like that. I remember that. Get the going. I ain't watch that. But the thing is, though, they 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 um they they knew what they was doing. Like the the people who yeah. created uh, who was the VP for growth to build membership and all that and that for for Facebook and Instagram. They knew that they wanted to create an experience that was similar to us getting high, the release of dopamines, so that when that chime went off, we wanted to go see who left us a comment. Mm-hmm. Was it a good comment or a bad comment? Was it a comment from that girl I've been looking for? You know what I'm saying? They knew what they was doing when they created it because they wanted to grow the user base. It's human nature. I'm glad you said that because it seemed like the detriment, another part of the thing was the young girl, the one that broke the lock, she was taking so many selfies just to get approval, get likes. And once she started getting ears, likes, he was happy. Yeah, I got ears. One, yeah, but that one negative comment about the ears destroyed her. Yeah. Destroyed her. You missed out on the dude that got radicalized too. <laughs> but isn't that human nature though? That's what I'm saying. It's like, it's human nature. And it's actually, to me, very fascinating how they have somehow, what really tripped me out was like, it was like the algorithm was begun by a human, but it has been refined and sent through so many different computers that like now the humans don't even recognize it. The algorithm is teaching itself. That's what machine learning is. The machines and the computers are learning how best to play humans. This is literally the damn plot to the Terminator. I mean, people need to learn how to use the technology is all I'm trying to say. Right. Um, 
just like you know players club make that money don't let it make you exactly exactly make the money technology don't let the technology use you you got to believe that there could be balance i think there could be balance i I don't i tell you what i did because at the end of the um documentary it's and it's like a documentary documentary sliced in with um fictional storytelling so when we talk about breaking the time lock and a girl with the ears that wasn't documentary that was the storytelling but um at the end of it you had these people who are in the industry, been in the industry, foundations and founders in the industry. You got ghosts over there? <laughs> Yo, wait a minute. We got burn some sage? I think whatever you're talking about, man. Just... Yo, the yeah. most priceless look was Keltrick's face. Like, what the? <laughs> oh my God. But the um, at the end of the documentary, they were going through, when they were rolling credits, their tips what they tell like what they do for themselves and for their family like no phones at the dinner table yeah no phones between this time and that time and all of them would all of them said the same thing turn off your notifications turn off your notifications turn off your notifications so i was like let me turn off my notifications and i turned off my notifications and i noted like i am not going to my phone like a lab rat you know what i'm saying like like a dog being trained to do something so now throughout the day, I may hit up Facebook two, three times out the day when before the notification will pop off and I pick it up and look at it as soon as the notification went off and then I'm caught in this rabbit hole. And now the one thing, once again, use my technology, don't let my technology use me. So now with the iPhone, it tells you every week what your screen time is on. So I'm trying to get my numbers down on all of the hours that it shows you spend on social media. I want to get that down. And then the hours that it shows of me reading um, articles, books, and stuff like that, I want to get that up. You know what I'm saying? So that's a conscious thing I'm trying to do to balance that out. I'm staying on. I am doing all the negative stuff. I'm on all the gambling websites and everything else. And y'all just going to learn from my bad example. <laughs> we'll do. You have it. We'll do. But on that note, fellas, just that quick, it was an hour and a half. Yes, sir. Damn. I'm ready. So, um, internet, one more time. And the name of this uh, documentary is The Social Dilemma. It's on Netflix. Um, we are not on Netflix yet, but we will be with your support. So please like, share, subscribe, tell your friends, tell your coworkers. We're on Spotify, YouTube, Facebook, Anchor, you name it, we're there. Straight No Chase of the Podcast. And um, gentlemen, y'all got one more thing? What's up? I said, you clearly don't subscribe to Apple. You always leave the iTunes out. iTunes. I'm a, uh, yeah, I got a pixel. I think Apple is the devil. So on that note, except when you buy and they stock. On that, they're real good. Everything else, no thank you. So y'all got one last, y'all got some last thoughts, so that's it. Get you some right Send you some sage for your house, bro. Yeah, burn some sage, Cage. Oh, that's because we waiting for this baby. Or it could be Lovecraft Country. Love that show. Y'all need to watch it. I don't believe in bad ghosts. So if it is something in there, it just means nothing but good. It just wanted to look over your elbow. Look over your elbow. It's all love. It's all love. So uh, on that note, well, I mean, hopefully we will see all four of us next week. We might not because KG, you might have something better to do. We'll see. (laughs) We'll see. For sure. All right, y'all. Family.
Adios, Internet. Peace. Yeah, man. Straight, no chaser.